mention our pillars as well, of course, Michelle, should we? Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our 2022 Platform Preview webinar. I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, introduce myself. I'm Michelle Padreshi, a Product Marketing Manager here with Payslip. I'm delighted today to be joined by our by Fidelma McGurk, our CEO and co-founder, uh, Daniela Bardova, Head of Product, <laughs> and Mary Holland, our Chief Customer Operator here at Payslip. Before I get started, I have the pleasure of giving you all the housekeeping points today. So please note that this uh, webinar is being recorded and everyone will be muted except for the panelists. If you do have any questions, um, please feel free to pop them in our chat group, which is already live and active, which I can see. So hello from all over the world by the looks of it. Um, please post any of your Q&As here or you can pop them into the Q&A section as well. I'll be monitoring those questions as we go and have allocated space at the end for these questions and answers. We will also have some poll questions, which we'll be running throughout at different stages. So it will be really great um, if you get involved in these as we go. So for now, I'm going to hand you over to to uh, Fidelma, and I look forward to speaking with you again shortly. 
Thanks very much, Michelle, and uh, good afternoon all in Europe and good morning to our friends uh, joining us from the US. Uh, we have a great attendance this afternoon, so thanks very much for dedicating some of your time on a Wednesday uh, to uh, discussing global payroll automation technology and, and where we're going for, for 2022. Um, as Michelle outlined, we will have a panel discussion uh, with my good colleagues Mary Holland and Daniela Barbova on different topics around automation and um, uh, new needs for automation with the new kinds of trends that we see in terms of the extended workforce and other trends in terms of uh, complexity of payroll that have arisen. Uh, to start with, what we're going to do is we're going to start with one of the poll questions which relates to automation and we'll see that coming up on our screen and Michelle will guide us through that. So you'll see there's three questions on the screen. So if you can choose which one that you think is most suitable, we will see that the um, answers will start to compile. How do you receive and validate your gross to net multi-country payroll calculations? So I know we all live and breathe acronyms in payroll. Gross to net is of course the calculation that needs to be produced every single pay cycle. So do you receive it in from different payroll providers or systems in the first question, one, one answer, one global format of data and then validated in the system. Do you receive it in different file formats per country payroll and then have separate validations that you need to do per file, very usually manually, or you don't receive any payroll calculations and the result goes straight to payment. We have seen that in some large companies. Daniela, which one do you think that our attendees will be selecting? Well, it is uh, it is really interesting uh, knowing uh, what are most of the uh, you know pain points we hear from our current clients. I will believe that will be uh, like the second one in terms of different file formats per country payroll provider. But let's see. I'm looking forward to the answer. No, I, I would agree. I think that's what we might see with some some moving towards a, a technology platform. So we'll we'll see what that look what the results look like. Yeah, Michelle, how does the, the completion look? Will we yeah, give it another we'll couple we'll of minutes? Give it five more seconds. Five more okay. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> hurry, hurry. Hurry, hurry. Great, I'm gonna end the poll now. Okay, we need a drum roll now to see. <laughs> yeah. Ah, you were right, Danny. <laughs> oh, what's the price? <laughs> <laughs> So how do we receive and validate your gross to net multi-country payroll calculations? We see that 21% have said one global format of data in system validation, 79%, that's phenomenal, uh, different file formats per country payroll, and then separate validations per file. So there's a lot of uh, review of documents going on there. Mary, any initial um, thoughts on that result? Um, I think that at least the, the good news is I think there's transformation that's happening. So we're seeing people moving to a global platform. And then, of course, I would say the numbers for manual and kind of consolidating them really is a call for action for um, the people that answered that question to start looking at what type of technology and automation are available today, because there is a lot of there is a lot of new things coming into the marketplace. And Payslip is one of those uh, products that have been around in the last five years and just spend some time in looking what's there because we want to not have manual work. Yeah, 
Okay, and that's a great segue in. Daniela, we'll hear your thoughts in a second. I'm going to come to you. I suppose just to kind of jump into the topics of today and in 2021, I know and I know from our investment budget, we invested a lot in Payslip in automation, specifically related even to the growth to net data. I suppose why one of the like breeding ideas for setting up Payslip was the fact that payroll is so complex and different in every country and unique in each country. And that automatically leads to lots of different data sets and different pay elements and components. So when you look at that result and 79% have different formats, you know, does that give us a context for to ask you to understand why we invested so much or what we did in 2021 in Payslip in terms of automation and zero touch automation for ghost to net uh, data files? Yeah. Definitely, like the uh, the results of the uh, of the first question are uh, like they speak for for the question and for themselves, indeed. And this is well known for us and well known across the industry as well because we are well familiar with all the issues or the pain points. And it will be no surprise for anyone here participating in the webinar that it all comes to uh, the fact that global payroll is always and will always be a time sensitive process. Everyone needs to follow timelines to make sure that it's not missing um, uh, some steps or actions and it's all related to different time zones and regions. And um, uh, having on top of that, the fact that uh, uh, a lot of global payroll managers uh, previously have relied on legacy tools and spreadsheets to manually orchestrate and consolidate and track the payroll process. Um, I think that it was natural for us to make sure that we definitely uh, turn our eye on automation on all the different levels uh, on the payroll process because the lack of automation is always related to manual work. Manual work is also always related to risk, likelihood of errors, and it gives no scalability. It also leads to costs associated to manual or repetitive tasks, or of course, overhead costs. And that's why we, uh, we said that we will absolutely think about it. And it's our mission to standardize and automate the whole process across HR, finance, and global payroll. And, and, how, and how does it work? Um, I, I'm interested in hearing some kind of a customer impact uh, uh, feedback from Mary in a second. How, how does it work in terms of zero touch for gross to net, Daniela, from, from a, a user perspective? Yeah. Um, before reaching gross to net zero touch, if you let me, Fidelma, just mention also the previous parts of the process, because for us in Payslip, automation is not only the zero touch, but the whole process. And we really started with the very start in terms of inputs. So any payroll cycle starts with inputs, and we spent also a lot of resources in terms of different types of integrations, like seamless integrations with HCM, ERP systems, to make sure that there is no manual and time-consuming back-and-forth transfer of payroll data. Uh, moving after that to the processes that are happening in Paisley platform with all the process-driven calendars, action trackers, and alerts, and at the end, reaching these uh, payroll-critical actions of gross-to-net calculation review and authorization in Paisley platform. Um, so looking at the answers, uh, having in mind that 
most of the clients are getting really um, different formats of gross to net data coming from their payroll providers. Uh, it is really hard for them to make sure that they review everything in a consolidated view in a standardized format. So what we have done in regards with gross to net zero touch um, is having this ability and this automation. At the moment, a gross to net file is uploaded on the Paisley platform, no matter if it's the payroll partner or the clients sometimes is uploading gross to net reports, there is an automatic process triggered that is initiating the mapping uh, and the transfer of data from the payroll partner format into Paisley platform, the standardized payroll file, which makes it very easy for our clients to look at this, uh, this information in a standardized way. And also if the data, there are a number of validations running in terms of validating the data in the gross to net file format from the payroll provider versus clients data in Paisley platform. And if any uh, mismatches are found, then we're also having this uh, option for our clients to um, deal with these mismatches and they reinitiate re the import again. So it's really, uh, I'm sure that you'll all agree with me, but it really drives the team's efficiency to totally different new levels. And uh, this is the way for all the payroll teams, all payroll professionals to achieve execution excellence throughout the whole payroll process. Okay, so what you're saying is that all of that work that people do in receiving different spreadsheets in, from different channels, online tools, attachments, encrypted email channels, they all come in in one place. The data is uh, reviewed, validated, and then imported and messages sent so that all of the data is consolidated, standardized, and harmonized. And that's all done. So the robot does the work that the rest of us were always doing over all the years. Okay, so we suddenly have an ex-person on the team to the system, the zero touch robot. Very good. Mary, how does this help people then for their normal work in managing global payroll? So at the beginning, it, it helps drive execution excellence in their organization. They now have the ability to look at their information in local language. And for many of us, we get to see or we're using the English version that comes in from the absorbing of the gross to net. And we get to see the information in minutes. So we get to see it at any point of time, no matter what time zone you're in. So it's accommodating the world across the globe to get that information, to see that. Payroll results can be reviewed. They can be provided to stakeholders for information like bank files and expenses that may need to be reported. So we can provide information to key people in our organization timely and within minutes so that they actually can use that information to look at finances and different information. The other piece, it provides standardization of the process. So the teams are all looking at the file standardized process, the standardized checklist. It helps with audits and all of the processes so that when the auditor comes in and asks the question, what is your process for approving gross to net? They have a standardized process that they can share um, with the auditor and get that piece. And of course, as I already mentioned, it supports the time zones around the world. And I think the English language and local language, depending on who is actually reviewing the file, you have both options available in the gross to net. Okay, okay. So we're removing a lot of opportunity for human risk or errors to arise just because of the divergence of countries and data. Okay, fantastic. And then I know that um, 
we're all used to visual tools. We do our personal banking on the phones. We do all of our, our communication in the local clubs through WhatsApp. So we're all very visual these days. Uh, and really, I know that uh, talking to many companies, um, we need to move faster as businesses and we're growing quickly. So uh, leadership teams need very useful um, reporting from all of our global payroll data to be able to provide insights into what's going on and decision making. So having brought together the data the way you explained it there, Daniela, we now have it in one place. Um, and I know that's a key objective always within Payslip in terms of uh, harmonizing the data and standardizing it across the different countries. How, you know, what innovation um, did your team deliver in product and Payslip this year that enables to extract useful, actionable insights out of that data in, in the form of useful reporting? Uh, thank you, Fidelma. Indeed, reporting is very important. Everyone knows that. Uh, and that is why uh, reporting was always uh, on the roadmap for 2021. And you'll definitely see it on the roadmap for 2022. This is top priority, as we know that uh, multinational employers really need essential and comprehensive global payroll reporting. Uh, they need a good range of consolidated multi-country reports, and this all have to be self-serve, achievable via press of a button in seconds in real time. Uh, and it all happens in, in our platform. We transform this complex data into clear and actionable insight in seconds. Uh, in 2021, we launched um, new reports and lots of different enhancement on existing reports by adding new filters, uh, providing different uh, new combinations of uh, reports in terms of main categories and subsets, which is uh, definitely adding more flexibility, visibility, and control uh, in, in our clients' hands. Uh, for the different professionals in terms of HR, payroll, and finance people, so they can gain immediate insight across, uh, on a very high level, across entities, business units, geographies, but also to go deeper into country, region, employee, or pay element level. Um, they can put pull different country cost comparison reports, trends, variances across the countries, and actually find out what is the story that this data is telling, these reports, and uh, to get some learnings uh, out of that. And uh, if you let me um, also mention that um, during the last months, we are uh, working on a new reporting module, and this uh, module will be with brand new design. So I'm sure that everyone will love the design and will enjoy it. And this new module, we will include over 50 reports covering all the areas of clients' businesses, again, from HR, finance, payroll, control and governance. Um, of course, there will be new reports as well added to our extensive list, such as the change log report. We are planning some job title benchmarking reports, scenario planning and forecast reports as well. Uh, and on top of that, we're also planning uh, uh, visual analytics. Okay, so I suppose for my own health check, it's, it's funny, you know, the first time I met Mary back in 2017, we were at a course in the US and um, I was there as um, uh, kind of a hidden spy to find out what everybody in the course wanted in their <laughs> software. But the main sentence that took me ages to learn to say quickly, like a tongue twister, was when one of our other colleagues in the class, Christopher, said, you know, what I can't get out of my global payroll system 
is a multi-country comparative report at pay level. Uh, now I can say that very quickly, even if I have a few drinks on me, a multi-country comparative report at pay level. So I suppose the reason I'm saying it is because we always had that as a target from 2015-16 onwards, Daniela, and you said that we had you know, reporting on your roadmap this year and now next year. And really it's an evergreen part of our product investment, isn't it? Because there will always be new it ideas. Is, yeah. and the data can tell new and more enhanced stories into the future and for hiring plans and costs on top of that. It'll always be there, won't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mary, any insights you have about how the reporting has been used to best effect or or else you see it should need to be going? Uh, well, first of all, I want to let uh, all of our attendees know the sneak pre preview of the reporter um, re-enhancement that we're getting in the January through a January timeframe. You're going to love it. It has a lot of enhancements. So th thanks to Daniela and the team for doing that. But reporting tells our story. It lets us know uh, what's happening in our organizations. It highlights all of the work that we're doing by providing that information to the stakeholders. It's giving the, the teams, the global teams, the tools to be able to provide strategic information and be a key player in the organization. So one of our clients um, that we recently onboarded, they were spending over a half a day, believe it or not, looking at their bonuses, 800 lines of bonuses to make sure that they got it correct for the employee, making sure that it was entered correctly, and they didn't have any automation. Going on to Payslip, it now takes them within minutes to get the bonus information validated, make sure it's correct and they can move on. Now we look at that, that amount of time of saving hours, that person can now be a strategic player and be help the organization understand the data we have. And then they get to see the big picture and look at where are the employees in your organizations? What's the true cost to have an employee in India or Brazil or the US? And that information helps drive the business to move forward and, and hiring the cost of hiring and the cost of the total cost of payroll. Okay, that's super. And, and really what you're, we talk about user experience a lot, but really what you're also saying there is for the, for the, like there's a talent war, we all know that in the world, uh, finding key resources can be difficult with the right skills. And especially in the global payroll space, you know, the skill level that's needed is very diverse across soft skills, negotiating, management, lots of different vendors, financial and actual payroll itself. So you're, what you're saying there, if they're able to cut half a day of line validation into a few seconds, then really their experience of their work has improved in terms of using uh, PaySoft as their technology for managing the global payroll. Yes, you, you are correct. And it gives the... Um them the ability to have a more value to the job that they're in. So it helps them to be able to get into areas and expand their professional skills instead of spending hours on what we consider manual work that has no automation. So I think yeah. that's, that, that's key and it's helping the organizations uh, move forward along with the professionals. Yeah, the favorite question I always get is when the CIO goes into the CFO and says, you know, hi, I have my business plans for next year. We have all of this product that we need to build for Daniela and, and the technology team. But actually we have three engineering teams, uh, one in Chile, one in Canada, one in Indonesia. Uh, I need to hire a, a fourth team. What's the total cost of a senior engineer country by country? Uh, where should I hire uh, cost-wise? 
how easy is it for the CFO to give that report? And that's all one of my favorite questions because if the answer is, oh, I don't know, we need to go get the spreadsheets, then we immediately know the data, the data hasn't been brought together or standardized. Isn't, isn't that true? I, I think that's exactly true. And we have heard from some clients that they're consolidating that information is taking days. So really? they have a team, yeah. team pulling that information together from, let's say, multiple spreadsheets just to be able to produce that information. And we yeah. all know, we all know the senior leaders when they want their report, they don't want to wait days. They want it instantaneously, just like we want instantaneously with anything we're doing today in our world. So you're able to provide that within seconds. That's the, the ideal piece that I love about our reporting. It, the report is available. As soon as you press the button, it's there. You get the filters and all of the details that you requested. And of course it's in Excel. So you can use that if you want to delete a field and share less information with a particular stakeholder. Yeah. Okay, I know a few of our customers are on, are on the webinar today, so you're very welcome. So I think the clear message I would take from Mary's answer is, if you're not using the reports, give her a call and her team will show you again. Because <laughs> there can be lots of buried treasure uh, at the end of that. Um, and, and keeping on the topic of, of experience, the other huge big topic this year across the world is the great resignation. And we know talent is in short supply. We've heard really scary stats that over 4 million people have actually left the workforce in the US. We see it also in Ireland and Europe where they, they say the biggest drop uh, from the workforces are uh, females, uh, often related to childcare or stresses in managing the families and the, the, uh, the multi-generational uh, families in times of COVID. Um, how can a global payroll system and technology help uh, feed into the retention of employees to try and mitigate against the risk of the great resignation, Mary? What do you find in the market and from the customers? Um, so recently I had the uh, benefit of going to HR Tech, which is a technology show that is offered each year. Um, it was in Las Vegas. Yeah. The center theme around what, what can we do for employees? So it's more about what can you do for the employees and the center of the different technologies and the expert um, sessions that were around is what is in your employee self-service portal so that you're giving the employee the ability to get their information at any time of the day. So maybe it's a payslip that they're, um, they need for a mortgage or to confirm what they're actually received. And we all know that people work different time zones, especially engineers. They sometimes like to start their day, you know, at the middle of the day and they may be working to midnight and there's no payroll team person there to answer the question or where do you get that information? So it's important to have a good employee self-service and in employee self-service, we want them to be able to have access to their pay information. And Payslip does provide that ability for them to get access to their Payslip. They receive a um, notification when the Payslip is available on payday. They also have the ability to see their tax forms. And when we look at tax forms, there's multiple different um, variation of tax forms in each country. Sometimes you have a lever form, sometimes you have a joiner form, you, some have annual tax returns. So all of that information is stored there. So when the employee needs that information, they're instantaneously getting that information. And we have the ability to, to store documents for that employee that they need to see. So if one of the team members, the payroll team needs to share a document with that particular employee, maybe it's a summary to understand something, that document can be shared and available for that employee at any point in time. So it's providing the, the tools 
for the employee to be self-sufficient, but also giving them the ability to see that information. So the, the portal is um, something that's essential. The ability that we have with Payslip is we've also been taking um, the information for the tax forms and the payslips, and we're bringing that into their HCM system. So let's say you, you're using Workday. We have the ability with our automation and our technology to bring that directly into Workday. So if you want a single experience around the world, if you're in Brazil or you're in the US or you're in Ireland, when you click my pay, your payslip will be in local language, local required document, and you'll see that. So the HR teams now have the experience when they're, they're communicating and orientation and the teams can just share. We have one experience, you click on my pay, here's the information you get. So that really helps build that single experience for the HR teams and the employee and it makes them all feel part of a team. So that's extremely important. We okay, recently- that's, Sorry, that's interesting. We had, um, we had one of our GPMI Ireland chapter meetings before COVID. The last one that we had actually was in the Workday offices on Smithfield in, in Dublin and uh, with David Clark then CTO and, and Mark Simons then um, partner manager. And one of the interesting topics that led the questions that arose out of the previous meetings uh, related to work too was the fact that in, in those cases they were American companies that had like big FTI operations in Ireland, Workday had been chosen as the HCM in the US um, and then the employee's experience was like the employee self-service was purchased as part of the Workday purchase but actually the payslips couldn't get in there from all the local countries because they were in different formats. So in the example that you gave there our customers don't need to use our employees of service, but they're using the integration technology underneath it to bring all the statutory payslips back into our technology, run the data protection validations, and then send them back into the right spot in Workday so that actually their Workday usage increases and the experience of the employee is seamless to the single sign-on. That, that's the way it works, isn't it? Yes, that's exactly right. That's how it works. Yeah. And in fact, Fidelma, I wanted to share that one of our clients that we just onboarded um, with that Workday um, automation integration where the employees can see their payslip in any language, the payroll team has provided some stats back to me that they said they probably reduced phone calls by about 90%. Oh, asking, where, where do I get my payslip? How do I you know, set my password? I forgot the link. All of those items that provide um, tools that the employee now has in their hands. So they have the ability to see what they need when they want it at any time of the day, if it's Saturday or it's Friday, whatever is available. Okay, 90% of the time. So the day after payday or the day off payday when all the queries normally come in, they actually can go home on time and not miss <laughs> their GAA match or their music recital. Lucky, lucky them. That's good. Have a rest. So before I jump into the next piece, I, I, I want to stick on the experience, but because we see with COVID that actually the, con the concept of the workforce has moved past the core employee workforce into the extended workforce. We have a second poll, so I might just jump into this and let maybe Michelle can activate that and run uh, just while I'm introducing the topic. So we know from companies all around the, the world that we speak to, um, because of the talent shortage and the concept of borders has been liberated, the uh, 
workforce has been um, shored up by having independent contractors, as we'd call them in Ireland, or extended workers in the US. They also have employees of record in countries where they may not have an entity. And then also there may be expats who want to um, uh, move countries. So there's really kind of four main um, segments of, of workers at this point in time. And we see that in the olden days, I know from when I had lots of research happening, employers didn't always want extended workers on the same system as employees because they felt it would expose them to, uh, to questions from a tax perspective about whether they were trying to shirk duties. But now it's gone the other extreme. It's gone, okay, here's our workforce. We know we have different kinds of people. And now we actually want them on one system so that we have a full visibility of how much we're paying for work to get done. And we know there's different models, but at least we want the information so we can start analyzing it. So that, that's the noise I would have heard. So we were interested in hearing, first of all, what people uh, on, the, on the webinar today um, do to manage the extended workforce. Uh, what system do you use to currently manage it? Um, do you have your HCM? Uh, does your HCM have the capability for managing all of these worker types? You have different systems. You might have a spreadsheet for your contractors and the HCM for your employees, or a different kind of system with a, uh, an accounting firm for your expats. Um, you're, you haven't decided anything yet. You're considering it next year, or that you, you may not have any visibility of it because maybe the contractors are actually looked after by the line managers or, or in a different part of the, the finance function like the accounts payable. Um, so we let that run for a second. Michelle, you can give us the nod when we, we think we have completed. Yeah, we have a good numbers. response right here. So I'll just give it another five seconds. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Uh, so uh, Mary, where do you think it's gonna land on this one? Um, I think definitely that um, we're gonna see that people are gonna have to consider it for 2022 because we know that uh, our workers today want flexibility. They want to be able to be agile. So if they're not, they don't have it today, it'll be something that definitely is on the roadmap. I would think that we have it spread across the organization. So sometimes it's owned by payroll and sometimes it's owned by uh, purchasing to get the onboard the people. Okay, well, we immediately have um, a bigger spread on our different answers wow. than we had the last time. So we have, interestingly, we have 56% where your HTM includes all of these worker types. So that's very interesting. We have seen also some mergers and acquisitions in this space in the market recently with Workday uh, buying Vindley, which is a contractor onboarding tool. So we can see that the HCMs are also very cognizant of this need. So it'd be very interesting to understand which HCMs you have um, implemented that I have it catered for. Then 13% of different systems, 6% thinking about what to do now next year and 25%, so over a quarter of people without visibility of the extended workforce. Um, I'll, I'll stick to stay with you, Mary, and come to Danielle in a minute. Any immediate thoughts on that, Mary? Are you surprised? Um, I, I don't think I'm so surprised about it being in the HCM system, but I think how, how are they getting reporting on the actual expenses for those contractors and the different type of workers? What's the cost if, if you have an expat or shadow payroll, if you're keeping them out of the system? or using an employee of record for some of those employees where the invoice is, or the cost is just being paid and it's not consolidated into reporting. So I think we, we have a lot of uh, growth coming in just after COVID and we're gonna see more and more demands for getting that information and especially to know what the true cost is and where the employee is actually working because we'll see that impact 
as we move into 2022 and into 2023. My uh, payroll professionals and people that I connect with, we all think that 2023 is gonna be the great compliance piece where tax agencies are gonna to start to see what type of workers we have and where they're working and get their impact into the money. Yeah, and, and so we recently launched our extended workforce module and payslip. Could you give us an overview of that, Mary? So um, very exciting to be able to have our payslip platform be able to take all types of workers into the organization. So we have the ability to bring in contractors, um, shadow payroll, expats, and of course are just regular employees. So they can all be housed on the payslip platform. What that does is we have a uniform process. You have the ability to get reporting on the information and the, the contractor that is receiving a payment has the ability to see the payment being issued. So just like employee self-service, the contractor has the ability to go out to a contractor self-service to get the information. So he or she has the ability to get their information timely. So we also have the ability by using our payslip platform. So we have automated workflow. So we know exactly how the process works. The key individuals that are responsible for payment can be part of that workflow. We can manage and organize the, the scale, the scaling or what happens each pay period for that particular contractor. They could be paid monthly, but they could also be paid weekly. So they were aware of that. And then of course, having the ability to report on all of these worker types helps support the organization to understand the true cost of the employees or workers that we have in our organization. And they also can use the information to evaluate if there's any risk or concerns about having a worker in a particular country. Because we all know there's different situations when we look at the corporate tax side and also the rules around workers in a particular country that HR and senior members need to take a look at. So it's a great module. Um, as uh, Daniela will be happy, I turn it over to Daniela because she, her and her team have done that. So I don't know if Daniela, if you want to share any additional pieces of all of the work that's been done and in the last few months on this great module. Yeah, thank you, Mary. Really, if I just have to summarize, uh, I, I couldn't agree more with what you have said and what Fredelma said about this uh, extended workforce module. Indeed, very important uh, for, for us for Paisley, but also as we have seen from the answers of the questions, it is uh, vital these days for the multinational companies to be able to manage everything in one place because it gives a lot of advantages for them. Uh, with the contractor, with the extended workforce module, uh, we can now, uh, we have for clients using it for their contractors and really the feedback that we're getting is that it's, it helps them like uh, as you said unify the processes so they have standardized processes for workflow and for process for payroll management and also we have digitized the way they're having their inputs and um, approve invoice generate um, approved invoices as soon as they're generated in our system and once reviewed and approved these invoices are available for their contractors uh, via our ESS portal employee sales serve portal in this case contractor ESS portal uh, accessible online 24 7 uh, instantly at, at the desired date. Okay, so we're not just looking at multi-country comparative reports at pay level anymore. I'm, I'm dying to use that as many times as possible. <laughs> we're also looking to see the cost comparative of, of Mary, the InfoSec, 
specialist who is a contractor in the US to Daniela, who's an employee on, as an InfoSec specialist, to Fadama, who's an employee of record. And you'll be able to put all those costs out, you know, standardize the currencies, standardize the different payments, and work out what the total cost is and what the exposure is on the tax. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Okay, I want to jump now in. Sorry, Mary. I was going to just mention that we also have the ability with our automation to streamline bank files for those contractors so that the banking can be done and along with um, GL files. So all of that information can be recorded in the financial system and the treasury um, team have the information to make those payments. So it okay. automates the entire process. Okay, excellent. And you're giving me a little nice segue into payments, which is one of my pet topics for 2022. <laughs> but before we jump in there, I'm going to jump into our third poll, uh, which is talking about the technology for 2022 and what uh, uh, for the participants today, the attendees in the webinar, what technology are you looking for in 2022? And, and really in terms of a COVID thing, I really found, um, Diana, Mary, see what you think, that in, in when COVID happened in March 2020, it was, and, and it moved around the world a bit until July, August, first companies went in filler and had to kind of get their people out on laptops working from home but then they gradually saw this is a way of working we need to have a smart technology to make sure everybody works in the same way and then they started looking at different types of technology that they needed as tools for different mission critical processes is that what you would have seen as well in terms of some of the queries inbound mary yes um you're exactly correct so i think we had a lull period for a period of time with the unknown but then um, everyone kind of woke up, I think, in August and September of, of last year and looked at what do we have today? What are our systems and technology? What are our tools? And so we have people looking at how we can improve that, how we're going to manage our workforce, and how much are we using our HCM for integration so that we can have that automation and standardization of processes, especially the standardization of the processes was key because we did see some areas around the world that were very much hit by COVID and other teams had to step in and help those particular teams. So it helps with the business continuity piece. Yeah, yeah. That was the surprising part. I thought that came up very clearly. I think probably Danielle would agree with me on this. If you had an Italian team who ran all the payroll in Italy and then they fell ill or were unavailable, the payroll had to swap to somebody in Texas and it had to swap like this. You know, did you, yeah. you notice that too, Daniela? There were new kind of asks coming in about transfer. Indeed, absolutely, yes. Uh, but it's it's uh, great because it is possible in Paisley platform uh, with, uh, you know, with all the standardized workflow that we have. We also give this flexibility in terms of business continuity because our clients can uh, very easily actually assign the action to someone else. And even though this person is in a different country, as we have already standardized the processes and they're familiar with the flow, even though from country to country, we might have additional steps and actions, still the core steps and actions are there. It is very easy for them to uh, to switch to the next country because they know the flow, they know what's happening. So we, we we give the freedom for the clients to change owners, but also it's benefit because the owners are already aware because of the standardization. Okay, so I'm going to jump into the poll results. Please, here we go. It's so exciting, drum roll. So 14% <laughs> today, and I think we have over 60 different companies participating across about 12 countries. So 14% are reviewing the HCM in 2022. 
57% global apparel management technology. Well, you are on the right rebel, are you? <laughs> that is such an easy upsell for me. Thank you very much. And then, and I'm shameless. I'm happily shameless to do so. And 7% are looking at extended workforce management technology. Well, I just think we think that's so exciting. So we'd love to hear from you to make sure that uh, our technology can solve what you have and that you can actually help feed into what additional innovation that Daniela's team can do that might be useful for the patterns that are emerging. And then 21% integrated payments technology. Okay, excellent. So we see a range there um, in the payments. We, I know we're running on we 15 minutes left here. There's a couple of topics we wanted to kind of talk about in terms of what we're doing in Payslip in 2023 to push the boundaries even further in terms of automation. I might just jump into payments actually because it was mentioned, um, I think it was 22%, no, I didn't take a snip there. So I think it was like 22% are looking at payments and there were multiple options possible in that last one in case people are trying to do the maths. Um, Talk about pay, the payments. What are we doing next year for payments, Daniela? Like, I know you have your key product managers leading on this. There's been some really active work and uh, questioning going on in this space with your team over the last uh, five to six months. Yeah, well, uh, for next year, like payments module is, is indeed uh, on the roadmap. We've discussed this for a long time uh, because we know that our clients uh, process uh, high volumes uh, with high value and recurring payments after every payroll cycle. And really, uh, most of them don't have a tech enabled solution to process these payments. So that's why. Um, as we all believe payroll payments are business critical and it's essential that they arrive on time, we would really like to expand our currency functionality to automate, consolidate and standardize payment data. Okay. And of course, there'll be great benefits for all the clients because they'll make sure that payments are made in full and on time. There is a single source of truth for global payroll payments and uh, it will lead to um, you know, reduction in requirements for manual management of this payment data. Okay, so I'm going to be really awkward here now and go off script and I'm going to be devil's advocate because I know, right, and there's not that many people know it, but Mary knows this, like back in the early days in 2015 and 16 with all the research that we did, Daniela, you and I with some of our product team, we spent a considerable amount of time specking all parts of a whole module to be in Payslip for managing the payments. Banking one, sending money to bank two, managing the treasury, the VAT exposures in different countries, the money being received, the money being sent out, the FX slippage, the fees. And we didn't build it because when we talked to all of the global payroll people, they said, well, actually, we don't think payments is a problem because people get paid on time. So if you go to any company in the world, they're not going to say, well, we pay people late because we don't have a tech-enabled solution. They're going to say they're paying people on time already. So what's the gap? What are we actually trying to fix? It's not the payments on time. It's, it's something before that. What is it? Well, uh, what I, I was going to say we're... we're doing the automation of the helping support the treasury function because the treasury function currently is very manual. So you're tracing down a treasurer in an organization to make sure they got the file. In some cases, you might have two people that have to approve a wire or a transfer and that person may be out of the office. So I always say your perfect payroll doesn't happen until you ensure that people are getting paid. Yes, I think they're saying people are getting paid, but I am hearing in some organizations, people are getting one or two days paid late. And okay. So, 
And the important thing is there, it's very complex in, in many uh, countries to move the money and how the payment gets to the employees. So having an automated, this module is gonna help us with payments. It's gonna give the, we know the information that's required for that particular country. So that payment can be ready. The system, the information's in our system. So we may as well just use that and automate it. So it takes one step less of a process and it's a, it's a workflow item that can then be proven when the person got paid and it can be reported against. So yeah, those are the key things yeah, too that- That is the crux, isn't it? The data's in the system already in PACEP because we did the tricky thing to get it all back in, to validate it, to standardize it. And now we have one consolidated set of data. And what, so what we see now is we have customers and even though all the payroll data is in payslip, we can send it all to one provider. We do for some of our customers where they had chosen one provider, but many of them haven't chosen one provider. So they're using different bank files that different providers are using them and then they're uploading them. So there's actually huge friction, isn't there? They're downloading the file, they're putting it into a bank, they're logging in, then they're going to the to sign off that you mentioned, Mary, tracking people down. So with what, with what we're going to do, Daniela, we are going to try and choose some really tech advanced partner, isn't that right? Who can do lots of local country payments and then they're going to push the data from our system. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Yeah, so we're not moving the money. Don't worry, folks. We're not going to touch any payroll money. We're not, buying, we're not buying an island in Bermuda with all this payroll money. We're actually still hosting and managing all the data. We're automating all the workflow because it's there. And we partner with one or more. We'll see, depending on their geographical spread, key providers, the set up kind of the fund, their account, and then the money gets pushed out. So it's auto-tradable. It is on time. It's faster and it should reduce the fees as well as all the time. Yeah. Okay. When do we think that we'll we'll do that, Daniela? We well, pin ourselves uh, to a day. Yeah. <laughs> Two, uh, three. A, well, yeah. No, it should be uh, hopefully uh, Q3 2022. Yeah. That's yeah. our target. So that's perfect. Yeah. And we, we do have scope for a few early adopters who want to want to give us a go in Q2. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. And that feeds back also into it, it. It leverages off what we're doing on the zero touch for the bank files that Mary mentioned earlier, isn't it? Yeah, it is It is uh, linking to that. And in terms of zero touch, as we started with zero touch for 2021 and what we have done, and I have already explained to you about the gross to net part of the process, uh, but we also mentioned that we are looking at all the other parts of the process uh, in terms of uh, general ledger reports, in terms of bank file creation. And also, uh, if we go back to um, uh, the employee satisfaction, the fact that it's very important that they have instant access to their employees payslips and tax documents, of course, we're looking at automating these processes as well. They are already automated, just to make it clear, but we have these great plans that we add more self-serve options for our clients so that they can fully control this automated process of uh, initiating the file splitting, validation, and upload. So uh, it, it's, it's great to have uh, to, to give the full control in, in clients' hands. Um, uh, there are a few other plans as well in terms of gross to net for 2022, uh, because we launched uh, gross to net zero touch in November. I just want to use the occasion and share. And um, the feedback we got from our early adopters is fantastic. Uh, so we are currently discussing and uh, 
uh, planning the transition of all the other basic clients to gross to net zero touch next year. So uh, basic clients, uh, stay tuned. Uh, our client success team will be approaching you to discuss further details. But Fidelma, if you let me, uh, may I give the word to Mary so maybe she shares some of this great feedback that we already got. Yes, so thanks, Daniela. It was very exciting to um, launch to two of our uh, early adopters, and both of them have taken probably 14 plus countries, some 20 countries that they have the early adoption. The file comes directly in from their ICP, automatically gets um, ingested, and they have that standardized view. And within minutes, again, they're able to look at the payroll results. If they need to send the file back because there's an error, they can reverse the file comes back from the ICP automatically gets back in so that they can look at the information. It really is a key saver. And the other thing that they really truly like is it's in local language. So whatever language you need to review the information. And so to be honest with me, if I was looking at a file um, from China, I would need my English. So having English and Chinese, but if my Chinese colleagues were approving the file, they would have the ability to have that ready. And it just continues to automate the process and streamlines not having to touch manually, trying to pull down spreadsheets to do balancing and do crazy reconciliations that I've seen over the years just to say my gross to net was correct. So extremely beneficial. And then of course, the reporting that can come out is instantaneous. So that's another key piece. So I, I really cannot, I was very excited to get our clients, uh, the two clients on board with it immediately and get their excellent feedback. They were on board. In fact, one client, we just said, how about take 10 countries? And they said, no, we want all 20. So they, they were on board immediately. So looking forward to um, having the rest of our clients on board in early uh, 21, 22. And client success will be um, reaching out to you and we'll get that all set up. Okay, great. And you, so we have lots more zero touch across all the different types of data files and automation. We have the zero touch feeding into the payments. I saw there was a question there. Michelle's quietly feeling it to remind me that we have some questions. Uh, there was a question there about whether we're going to become a payment institution for the payments. The answer is no. So we're not a payroll services firm like the accountancy firms. We're not a payments company like the banks or the money transfer companies. We respect their business and we stay in our own. And our own objective is to continue to bring innovative automation to global payroll management and to bring it in a broader way across the entire workforce to our customers across all the world. So we will follow that and have a technology bridge to one of the best providers or more of the best providers in with lo local country providers, but we don't plan to touch your money. As I mentioned, no islands in Bermuda, and we won't be registering as a payments institution. Um, uh, I suppose one last word maybe, I think on, on new things coming downstream, Daniela, you wanted to talk a little bit about the vendor marketplace? Yes, indeed. Thank you, Fidelma. So uh, in line with our mission to um, help clients, to help multinationals scale at any dimension, it was a kind of a natural for us to look at uh, these two, uh, two items that I'm now talking about this is the vendor management module and marketplace as well um, and what does it mean actually like with these modules we want to increase customer visibilities uh, of their icp delivery and in the same time enable customers to search and engage with best performing vendors through paisley platform via the marketplace so if you 
let me give you a little bit of uh, background on this. So what does it mean, um, a vendor management? So for us, it means that clients will be able to review and evaluate their vendor's performance in terms of responsiveness, quality, accuracy. And this part of the process will be a part of the workflow, actually, will be the evaluation will be embedded in, in the workflow process. And um, the feedback will be translated into scorecards, which, uh, which is great because it naturally falls into different self-serve access to insightful KPI reports showing the vendors' ratings as well as average rating scores across other vendors on Paisley platform. And on top of that, we're thinking about different monthly reviews, reports with percentage completion stats, uh, information on best and worst performance benchmarked against other vendors on the Payslip network. And we do believe that it is very important and helpful for companies, multinational companies, not only for the internal review meetings, but also for quarterly business review meetings with the vendors. And as we're talking about data, we made this point for reports, we are, uh, we are making it here as well, and for payments as well, Fidelma. The data, uh, the evaluating the vendors is feeding data points to us. And this peer evaluation will help other clients who want to expand in new countries or just change existing vendors to find the best vendor for them across the Payslip network. And how it works, like very simply, if the client has this need, they can just have use our direct search functionality, choose the country they want to expand or the payroll country where the vendor is changing, uh, see a list with vendors on Payslip platform, see this rating that we just mentioned with the benchmark, against other ICPs and getting contact uh, or request their services uh, either for new countries uh, where they don't have or uh, uh, where they're expanding or uh, if they want to change the existing vendor. So we can see now that if anybody wants to go for coffee with Daniela next year, she will not have time. There's a lot on that list. Not going to be jogging in the park or having coffees in the park either. Thank you, Daniela. I might just um, pass over to Michelle and then we can have a closing word from, from Mary and Daniela or we can answer a couple of questions in the last two minutes. Yeah, we're, we're cutting it fine, but there's just one more question that came in from, uh, two questions that I think we should try and address quickly from our attendees. One quick one was, on pace of, can I now a split cost reports between permanent staff, contractors, and an employee of record? Yes, you can. And you can split it by those three different types of worker type. You can uh, compare countries. You can also bring it down to the pay element level. So once the data is already in the system, it's organized. And because we have a very structured multi-level document and data management system, all the data can be extracted back into different kinds of reports. And the reporting is available in a self-serve way. So you pull them yourself. So you won't be ringing me or Danielle or Mary to get a report any time of the day or night because we'll be asleep <laughs> and you will be busy pulling reports and you can give the report directly to the CFO. So yes, you can and you can do it yourself. We're delighted to say that. One more quick one and then I'll let you um, finish up at the same time for them. I'm just conscious of the, the times now. Uh, would it be possible to work on multiple payrolls at the same time? So if you were doing December, January or across or cross countries? Yeah, so uh, it'd be interesting to understand what the person needs in answering that question. There is some capability to do that at the moment in Payslip because 
the work, it's a workflow automation system for payroll. And sometimes the post payroll steps for one payroll overlap with the early steps for the next payroll. So that can already be happening in the system. So it depends really on, on what else they want to do. I would be very interested in hearing that. I also saw there was a question there about whether we we're going to show the platform. So not today, that wasn't the objective, but we are very happy to show the platform to anybody that's interested. And you can contact us through um, the website. There's actually a, a login, a little form there, or if you send an email into any of us on this call, we'd be happy to organize that. Great. I think that's enough on the questions front. If you want to close this out, Fidelma. Uh, well, I might just, any last words for Mary and Daniela, or like 10 words or less? <laughs> well, for me, I just want to say 2021 was great year for Payslip, lots of great functionalities and looking forward to 2022 for even greater. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> and I would echo that because we've really moved forward in 2022 to provide great um, technology for our clients. And uh, I mean, 2021 and 2022 is even more amazing. So um, very excited about what's available. And once again, if you're not using reporting, please let me know and I'll be happy to get you connected because reporting is amazing. And my last word is I also want to say thanks and recognize our customers who give good feedback, especially the customers that are in it for like more than a year. They're using it, they're living and breathing it, and they come up with the best practical ways in which their time can be saved to smart automation. And they feed that in to Mary and Daniela through their teams. So we're delighted to keep receiving uh, any suggestions. We don't always get them done in a very short time period. We also want to make sure that we design for scale, so we design for other customers, but we always keep it in the and we're reviewing it all the time. So we continue to innovate with your help and we look forward to hearing a lot more suggestions in 2022, especially on the back of what we talked about today. And thanks to Michelle for organizing the webinar and for all of you for joining us today. Pleasure. Okay, thank you very much everybody and uh, have a lovely evening. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.